Welcome to the Script Bits podcast for Wednesday, September 7th, 2022. Our bit today comes from Revelation chapter 19, verse 16, which says, And he had on his vest here a robe, and on his thigh a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. It's Wednesday, friends, and we are alive and kicking, though still somewhat tired if we made mass on the Eastern Parkway in Brooklyn a couple of days ago. And are we ever thankful to the good Lord for allowing us to see another glorious day in his magnificent universe? Oh, there's no doubt that we've made a mess of the wonderful planet he created for us to enjoy in his company. But there's still nothing as marvelous and imaginative that's ever been created, except possibly the human body. That's why Brother David wrote these awesome words to open Psalm 24, subtitled The King of Glory. He says, The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. For he had founded it upon the seas and established it upon the floods or rivers. Who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord? Or who shall stand in his holy place? He that had clean hands and a pure heart, who had not lifted up his soul unto vanity, that's to an idol, nor sworn deceitfully, he shall receive the blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. Whoa! And that comes from Psalm 24, verses 1 to 5. Yes, my people, that's how it's been from the beginning of time and how it will be until the end. The Lord desires those who belong to him to have clean hands and a pure heart, not given to idol worship. But can we say that truthfully in these trying, troubled, and evil times? Can we truthfully say, like Brother David did, this is the generation of them that seek him, that seek thy face, O Jacob, Selah? And that comes from Psalm 24, 6. I don't think so. We certainly don't seek the Lord the way we ought to. On the contrary, many of us are more concerned with ridding our society and world of him rather than seeking his holy face. But you know what? We are such a foolish and egotistical bunch of frail, fragile, and finite beings, so blinded by the lies and deceit of the devil, who has never won any war he's ever fought. When he tried to rebel against God in heaven as the archangel Lucifer, he lost and was summarily kicked out of heaven. Then, as the master of hell, he also lost the battle of death, hell, and the grave to Jesus, who died and rose again, making him a toothless lion. So why can't we realize that Satan has no power over us except what we give him? Eh? And furthermore, that God will never, no, never allow us to remove him from the universe he created, and that he still oversees and controls. He's not as short-sighted as we are to let his creations rule over him 
like we are allowing our creations, what we so proudly call artificial intelligence, to take over our lives? And if we continue on the same path, it's only a matter of time before artificial intelligence will be running our world and us. We will have given over all our functions to it and then be unable to live without it. And we're already halfway there. You see how the slightest glitch in our computer systems can cause grief all around the world? And with us driving so fast to see how we can stop doing anything for ourselves, we'll soon lose the little strength and wisdom we now retain. Please remember the old saying, if you don't use it, you'll lose it. And that's where we are headed if we desire to computerize and artificially engineer all the tasks in our lives. Yes, just like we are still slaves to sin, although we have the means of freedom in Christ Jesus, we'll eventually be a set of slaves living bondage to automation and computerization. In fact, we are already doing that because many of us can't function without our cell phones, our computers, video games, and whatever electronic devices that capture our fancy and then enslave us. The mobile and sedentary nature of these devices are also causing us physical pain since we sit before them for hours on end and thus lose physical movement in our bodies and aches and pains in our joints. And then we so foolishly claim that we are too busy to seek God. Why? Because those things keep us addicted to them when we should be addicted to God instead. Oh, friends, I think it's high time we acknowledge God's sovereignty and our need for righteousness before him and then sing songs of glory in his majestic and righteous name, like Brother David declared in the psalm, when he says, Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be ye lifted up, ye everlasting doors and the King of glory shall come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle, the Lord of hosts. He's the King of glory, Selah. And that comes from Psalm 24, verses seven to eight and 10. And just to give us a better understanding of whom that King of glory is, Let's read these faithful and true words from the book of Revelation as revealed to the Apostle John on the island of Patmos. He writes, And I saw heaven open, and behold a white horse, and he that sat upon him was called Faithful and True, and in righteousness he doth judge and make war. His eyes were a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns, and he had a name written that no man knew but he himself. And he was clothed with a vest or robe dipped in blood. And his name is called the Word of God. And the armies which were in heaven followed him upon white horses, clothed in fine linen, white and clean. And out of his mouth goeth a sharp sword, that with it he should smite or strike the nations, that's destroy all unbelievers, and he shall rule them with a rod of iron, 
and he treaded the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of Almighty God. That's God's fierce judgment. And he had on his vestial robe and on his tire name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Yes, my people, that's our Jesus. That's who the King of Glory is. When he comes back to fulfill his twofold role of judge and warrior, there's none more powerful than him. To... So please, I implore us to make our first and foremost desire to bow down and worship him if we desire to see long life and abundant days, not only here on earth, but even more so in the afterlife because it's the only wise option we have. Now, for those of us who are sincerely trying to live for Christ, let's go home declaring, oh Lord, they're tired with this word declaring, you know, I just can't spell it right. But nonetheless, we're going to go home declaring our Wednesday will, letting all and sundry know of our marvelous position in Christ Jesus. All together now, Wednesday, 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 I'm so glad to be alive on this Wednesday. Wednesday, Wednesday, Wednesday. Thank God the breath of life is still flowing through me on this Wednesday. I'm halfway home. My hands are fixed securely on the plow and I'm not turning back. I'm not looking back at the past, not focusing on what has gone before, but my eyes are fixed straight ahead, straight ahead to a glorious future with Jesus. Glory, hallelujah. And now to further encourage us, let's remember that if we endure until the end, then that future will be even more glorious than we can ever ask or imagine. Whoa, much love, my people. And the postscript for today says, why look to Beelzebub for solace eh? when he can't even help himself? Look to Jesus the master of the universe. And that's the gospel truth, friends. It's only Jesus that will help us, will take us through this life and through the eternal one. So please let's get out there and live for him like we plead with us to do every day because his is the only sensible option we have in this world. And we pray that in his mighty name. Amen. Please have a blessed day, my people. Much love. Oh, 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 oh,